Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Which one is that? That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those, those boys. That's... Yeah, they have asked for that, really. Well, you can laugh. I'm the World Cup. I'm a little bit of an idealist, but having said that, I want to be like me. Five years ago last week, myself and Ken Early sat in the lobby of a London hotel watching Frank Lampard conduct what looked to be a high-powered business breakfast. Only recently retired from a glittering playing career, looking healthy and happy. He may well have been poring over the many options available to him as he faced into life beyond the game. But he's a football man, Frank Lampard. And even as he sat eating breakfast, trying to ignore the two weirdos staring over at him from a nearby table, he must have known there was only one option he was ever going to take. Five years on, Lampard is firmly in embattled manager mode at Everton. And we are planning our next trip to London to see what other future <laughs> Premier League managers we can observe eating their poached eggs of a Thursday morning. Hi Ken, hi Murph. Oh, no, hey, well, how's it going? Hi everyone, welcome to Monday's football podcast second captain's football podcast it is. i know we have a lot of london-based listeners to the football show especially if you guys want to come and see the show then listen closely to this opening bit on thursday may 12th we will be performing a live second captain's extravaganza at the earth theater in hackney that is the evolutionary no, arts no. hackney theater not no, the earth no, nightclub in drada i think that might be what you're thinking of they said it couldn't be done <laughs> and yet we're doing it going back murph five years on it's been too long to be honest we have had a That's lot of correspondence over the years from our London members asking us to go back. Now, this is the biggest venue we've ever done live and it's already close to selling out thanks to the enthusiasm of our World Service members based in London who jumped on this last week. So if you're going to be around the area, if you want to come and see the show, you should get on secondcaptains.com now. Click on live events and you'll see the link there. So get on secondcaptains.com. Have I given the date? I think I have, but I'll give it again. It's Thursday, May 12th. So the evening of Thursday, May 12th, if the response of our London members is out to go by. This is going to be a big night, Karen. A big, big night. Oh, well, I just can't wait. I just can't wait. But I mean, thinking back to that, that day in mm. Kensington, in that hotel breakfast room, to think that Frank Lampard would think that management would be good. At, like, the man <laughs> couldn't have looked happier with himself. I know, I know. He looked just delighted with just how everything was going. Prime in his of life. life. And to think management, 
Why would you think management at that hour of your life? Was his agent going, to, here's the grand plan, we'll spend a bit of time at Chelsea, but you don't want to get, you know, you, you don't want to be a one-trick pony. So ultimately I see your in? career as a manager at Everton, losing a match 4-0 to Crystal Palace. But that will be the moment that your rallying cries will take effect and you'll start to turn things around. In Ken. time, they'll think of... They'll, they'll say Kendall, they'll say Royal, they'll say <laughs> Maybe Ken, but there's a bit of work to do for Frank's motivational skills to kick home by the sounds of things. I, I do wonder if Lampard doesn't kind of ever lie awake at night thinking, I could be a property developer now and sound asleep. Making money while I sleep. Well, look, you know, in fairness, he, uh, I'm, I'm sure there probably is a property portfolio. He can walk and chew gum <laughs> at the same time, I'd say, when it comes to property deals. But, like, he, I was looking at him yesterday, and he has, it's, it's like he's aged 20 years just since taking the Everton job. Yeah. Like, he, he looks completely, like, defeated man already, like a broken man, and lashing out in all directions. Um, and astonishing performance by him yesterday in the wake of the they, they lose 4-0 to Palace um, really got thrashed outside it wasn't as though Everton played a uh, uh, you know a really weakened team I mean that this was a this was a proper uh, this was a proper Everton team uh, and they got completely wiped by uh, Palace who uh, you know by Patrick Vieira a, a kind of a contemporary near contemporary of Lampard and and I guess someone who he would uh, consider a peer and sort of a rival in, in management terms uh, got completely taken to the cleaners. Um, lost Andros Townsend to what looks like a ACL, uh, which is uh, which is another another bad one. But really, even all of these, I'm just not sure even all of these blows taken together quite warranted what Lampard was proceeded to do at the uh, at the after the game. Press conference. Oh, amazing stuff! And it has been a, it has been a huge weekend on for middle aged men mourning the death of masculinity. <laughs> uh, and Frank Frank Lampard Frank Lampard is not the only is not the only one uh, who who laments the fact that not a single great heart can beat in this uh, in this time of ours. This time in which we have been condemned to live. Uh, not the time when giants. Uh, bestrode the earth, which was ten years ago when these guys were all still playing. Apart from Gary Neville, so you have to you have to wind the clock back a bit further to get to fit in his playing career. But um, yeah, now Neville, Gerard, but Lampard. Lampard was was ultimately the peak. Let's start with him. I was going to build up to him, but let's start with him. Let's because, do it. Try started the, the show with him. Let's let's go. Let's let's start because um, this is Lampard talking about. Uh, well, he had actually sort of got up to. He he had he had built up to this one, and and you know he gets to the point where you know he just can't hold it anymore, and he just starts using some of the language of the locker room. You know what I mean? And he makes no apology. Well, the sorry, sneaker he, hole, Ken. The I, sneaker I would hole. say he makes. I would say he makes no apology for it, except he does make an apology for it. Why am I explaining? Why am, why am I explaining what he says? Simply listen to this from Frank Lampard <laughs> as he as he discusses the reasons why his Everton team once again failed to uh, get the result that he so desperately wanted. There's only so much you can keep trying to butter someone up to give them confidence. There's a balance of confidence stroke with playing at the cutthroat end of football here. This is a quarterfinal today to get to Wembley. And if you haven't got the confidence to play, then I'll, you can quickly flip it and say, have you got the, um, the bollocks to play? Sorry, excuse me, but I can't, you know, that's, 
that's the football reality. Um, and if you fall somewhere in the middle, then don't worry about it because we didn't play that badly today and Palace didn't play that well today and we lost 4-0 because of a lack of confidence and a lack of what I just said. So um, <clears throat> it wasn't tactics. Tactics showed in the first 20 minutes. Palace couldn't get out of half. Um, so when you do things right within that, within that structure, you'll be all right. If you can't be clinical in front of goal, you won't score goals. You won't feel like you're going to score goals. If you allow people to stroll into to your box and finish with ease, they'll finish with ease. So, um, real basics. So that's Lampard. Uh, there's no way to, you know, you can you can butter people up. I wonder just how long he spent buttering these guys up, <laughs> and I wonder just how convincing those buttering sessions have been. You even know, if you, even if if you, if you, if, that, if that's a terminology you're using, that, that you're that you see it as buttering them up. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like something wrong straight away there because it seems not genuine. Yeah. By, if you're saying I haven't to butter these players, going to fool them into thinking they're not yeah. useless, uh, the, <laughs> the bollockless freaks. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, we all we all know. Uh, I mean, you, you bollocks. You know, when you, it is. It's when you. When you reduce football matches and football results down to essentialist, you know, are, are things like, do you have a box? Not only do you have a box, but is it big enough? Is it big enough mm. to handle? Are they is it big surely? enough to handle Not, top is, level? Is it? Are they surely? Yeah, I mean, I suppose you, you, you're talking about bollocks as a kind of as I, a frame I, I, of mind. To be honest, I was yeah. I was kind of I was almost imagining the bollocks as a as a unitary whole. But of course, you're okay. right. It is it is. You know, ball large, sack. Then, I generally speaking, it. it is. If you a said ball sack, I wouldn't have had a word against you, Ken. It is. A, it is a plural. Con- yeah, yeah con- whatever. You know, sure. Yeah. But you know, do you can it can your bollocks handle? Are they tough enough to handle the cutting edge of of top level football? You know, when that when when the bacon slicer sort of whizzes. That's not a that's that's a that's a that's a, that's a circular saw. <laughs> make a slicer doesn't make that noise but when the circular saw is inching towards your bollocks you know Zaha is, is bearing down on you with the ball at his feet you know which way is he going to go next are you tough enough are you can you you know bite the bullet you know you've got a bullet for some reason can you bite the bullet and let the circular saw do its worst because that's because that is Everton mm-hmm. Football Club are you are you capable of that and once again the Everton players were they flinched they they mm-hmm. they winced away they were they 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 were found wanting. Um, but actually, I preferred the bit when Lampard was working his way up to that. I mean, that, that, that obviously has got the, head, the headlines because, you know, when a manager accuses, suggests his team lacks bollocks, then it's going yeah, to it's, it's going to the, the headlines, you know, and, uh, you know, but um, but I prefer the bit just before that. I love this clip. Uh, this is when, and, and I think there was this, this cunning question by the journalist who's, who who asked the question along the lines of, you know, is that the most, uh, you know, this team sometimes looks as though it's easy to score against. You know, is that the most frustrating thing for you? You know, when the heads go down, you know, is that is that the most frustrating thing, Frank? And uh, and Frank Lampard said this. Yeah, it's a challenge because it's been here. The issue of it, I think, has been here quite a long time before I got here. And uh, I don't have a magic wand to get inside people's heads and change resilience across the whole squad. So that's a work in progress. The difficult thing for us is that we don't have lots of time in terms of the league to do that. So when you see a a lack of consistency in a resilient looking team on Thursday and then less so today, um, you know, my my job title is quite vast as a manager, but to to get inside the heads and change that with a flick of a switch is, is not possible. So we have to just keep working on that one. As much, as frustrating as it is for me, as frustrating as it is for the 4,000 fans that travelled down or people watching, 
um, that's one we have to fight against. I just think that's genius. I honestly think that's genius. Like, how did you <laughs> manage to fit so many, so many different mistakes into one 40-second blurb? Like, which was not pre-scripted. I, like, I don't believe he, I don't believe that Lampard wrote that out. Like, as though, I don't know, I don't believe that he placed all those rakes in advance for him to step on. You know, I, it, this was, this was a kind of a genius. He's like the Nureyev of, of stepping on rakes. You know, how, how has he managed to do that? You know, what like, are the rakes? What, what are the issues? What, what are the mistakes? Like when you watch someone, someone like a, a, you know, a genius child, like play, you know, a level of, of Super Mario, like he just, just somehow is bouncing exactly on everything. This is Lampard on the rakes. So he, he first of all, he, he's like, well, uh, you know, it's been, it's been like that long before since I got here. So, okay, he's first of all, he's like washing his hands, you know, Pontius Pilate is going, oh, you know, I mean, they were like that when I got here. Then he, then he has this weird thing about how he can't just open up their heads and change all their resiliences, um, which is just such a strange sort of, you know, like as though they were def- defective machinery, like that he was, you know, or he was going to... There's he, your problem. Somebody set this thing to evil. Yeah. Somebody set this resilience thing to low. <laughs> or did it, you know they've all they, they've all got like uh, low uh, resilience in in football manager. You know they've and he and Lampard has no way of opening up the game editor to to change all the the resilience. Uh, you know the ones and twos and threes that they've got for resilience. Change them all to twenty. He doesn't have a he can't open the game editor here. I, and you think that's the way you play football manager, isn't it, Frank? <laughs> that, that, I think that's the way you actually played football manager. You went into the game editor and you were like, "Oh, this isn't going to do." You know, uh, it it just it just sounded as though that was sort of what he what he wanted to do with these players. But but obviously it's not like um it's just a sort of a strange way to think about it. Uh it, it's it, it's a I mean obviously it, it it has the same kind of essentialist thing of, "Well, they just don't have resilience. Like they don't have bollocks or whatever, you know." And and I can't change that. I've I've got no magic wand. I've got a lot on my plate as a manager. My job is vast, you know what I mean? I can't really even if, you know, I do want to change all the resiliences, but I can't, I, you know, there's no way I can, I have getting I can't access the game editor. And then he also manages to fit it. And this is all this is all just in a few seconds. This is all just in a few seconds. And then at the end, he sets up that brilliantly. He sets up, it's uh, as frustrating as it is for me and as frustrating as it is for all those 4,000 fans who came down here. You know, that's something that we've got to, you know, fight against. So what's he managed to do? He's managed to get himself and the fans all on once. They're all sort of populating the the walls of the Colosseum and uh, the stands of the Colosseum. And his Lampard is there in, in his purple robe and, and Laurel leaves. He's the emperor, obviously. And the fans are all there uh, giving the thumbs up, uh, thumbs down, very much a thumbs down. And the Everton players, uh, uh, no bollocks, not a bollocks between them, are there uh, cowering wretchedly on the bloodstained sands uh, as Lampard prepares to send in the, I suppose the the Lions for their for what will uh, righteously be their uh, be there. That just sounds like the kind of way that Lampard had set up the situation in his head. <laughs> like I'm disappointed, and the fans are disappointed, and the players are going to have to, you know, do a lot better than that. <laughs> it just sort of seemed like yeah. if, if you want to isolate them, like uh, if you want if you want to think of a way to sort of just m- make sure that you know everyone is on one side pointing the finger at the at the players who are very lonely on the other side, then you've managed to do it brilliantly. And again, I don't believe he had it scripted. I think it just came. To, I think he just it just comes through him in a way. 
just managerial incompetence. The spirit of managerial incompetence is out there of blaming other people, of blaming everybody else. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, it just, Frank Lampard is kind of its instrument. You know, it's out there and he channels it out uh, and he says it in press conferences and we all just What, what, what happens here, Ken? If, if, he, if he, okay, obviously we all know how it happens if he gets relegated, right? But if he keeps them up just about... And they do set up games in hand on teams around them. But it's going to be tight all the way to the season. Well, they've got points. They, they, I think they've got the same number of games as Burnley, but they've got four an advantage of four points. So it's 11 games to go, and they have to stay ahead of Burnley. Uh, and they do have... This, uh, you're, you're correct, John. They do have games in hand on the team that's On the others, yeah. And the likes of Watford just below them. Watford are three points behind. They've got two games in hand on them. So... So uh, it looks you know, they're, to they're, me. they're just about staying up at the moment. But if if they finish seventeenth, and there's more of this from Lampard all the way at the end of the season, but it's okay, we stayed up. Is is that all he needs to do to stay in the job next season? Just keep them in seventeenth, and oh, no, no, everybody. No, for, no, you think he? No, you no. think he'd be gone if that was to happen? No, there's a, the, I mean the the performance, the, the the ridiculous performance yesterday. I mean his his performance was worse than the teams. You know, I mean, the team lost. The team lost four 0 but that wasn't as embarrassing as what happened in the press conference, in my view. You know what I mean? I, in terms of a manager who's, who's supposed to be leading this team, it just didn't seem like a, that. That that was not, in my opinion, a leader doesn't come in and say, "Well, it was like that when I got here. I can't change them." It's about do you have the bollocks, and you know, with the implication that they don't, and you know, what do you expect me to do? You know. This, pre, to no, me, you could, it doesn't you could sound say he's like a guy. Reaction, but yeah. I, I, I w- based on that, I wouldn't have much confidence this guy's going to be able to turn this around. But you know, who could turn it around? After all, they don't have any bollocks. Mm. You know what I mean? So that, that's that's the problem. That's the that's the problem that I see with with the way that you said. Will he keep them up? I mean, there's a pretty good chance that they that they will stay up. No, it's not so much will he keep them up. Will he will if he keeps them up? Will that be enough to convince anyone that he? He's the right man to manage everything. Oh no, I don't. I, I don't think so. Not for a minute. No, no. Um, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, because there's a lot of teams that are tr- that seem to be trying to get relegated. <laughs> seem to be trying to get relegated. This year. Although it wasn't such a good weekend. I mean, Leeds had had that win. You know, uh, Leeds had a. I th- I'm sure Everton would have been like Leeds have definitely lost this game when they were two 0 down at half time. <laughs> I think they lost every every previous Premier League game where they were they were in that position at half time, and this time they managed to win three two. Raul Jimenez, another one of his uh, strange sendings off that he's been having this season. Um, and I don't know if you saw Luke Ayling's Robbie Keane celebration. Oh, uh, amazing. <laughs> what? It's the well, highlight of my weekend. It what was, was he doing? Top class. It was yeah. incredible, wasn't it? It was absolutely- I really feel I really feel like even I would be able to do at least as well as Luke Ailey. But was I mean, it, what, it was why did he He do- fell over twice was what happened. That's basically what he did. He tried to do the cartwheel and the tumble. But both of them were just <laughs> unbelievable. Doesn't score as many goals as Robbie Keane, Luke Ayling. But is he is he a ma- is he a massive Robbie Keane uh, fan? I mean, I he said afterwards, I tried to do the Robbie Keane, and it was even down to the no, no, get out of my way gesture. And then he yeah. then he sort of went, Ugh. and then uh, he sort of fell like rolled. He basically rolled on his side, mm. and then he got up, and then he let off the I suppose the six shooters. Uh, Robbie Keane, I think, has offered to to teach him. Robbie Keane, uh, the ever relevant Robbie Keane, is trying to uh, is available to coach him, uh, <laughs> which is which is good. First bit ah, of coaching he's done all year. He's available to, to do some to train up Luke. What on what? No, I'm no, just making good. a point. It's good. It's yeah. nice. Yeah. 
anyway, uh, that, that was good. That was a great moment. But of course, it was a bad moment for Erwin Frank Lambert. I mean, I think Frank Lambert has bigger problems. You know, I, I feel as though his, his, um, his, let's say, somewhat persnickety mood was, uh, it was only partly to do with the 4-0 uh, thrashing that Everton has suffered. And after all, if you, do, if you are going to lose 4-0 at this point in the season, it's probably better it comes in the FA Cup. Uh, Lampard actually went on to talk about how, you know, after talking about, we're not going to play any more Frank Lampard audio, don't worry. But (laughs) after talking about the bollocks and all, and, you know, how we, I'm disappointed with them, the fans are disappointed in them. uh, He went on to say, yeah, you know, maybe it's just not our time. You know, maybe it's Crystal Palace's time. And maybe it wasn't Everton's time. And you're like, "What what is this? Like fatalism now you're talking like what is this you're like what like it's a team has a time to be like it's just all predestined by fate like you know this just wasn't everton's year i mean really i mean you it's will, certainly the sort of thing you will do anything to, to evade yeah. responsibility <laughs> i mean if you lost a final you know then you, would, you could say but i, mean, I don't think it's any teams now to win an fa cup fucking quarter, quarter final, final do you know what i mean against like, palace if you Come have on. fulfilled your destiny crystal palace yeah, it's it's just it's <laughs> simply Palace's time to get to the FA Cup. Just like it was in twenty sixteen and I guess nineteen ninety. And were Palace in any other semifinals? I wouldn't be surprised if they were. Um, but look, uh, yeah, that was that was uh, that was him. That's Lampard. What about Gerard? You, you hinted that Gerard was speaking in some sort of a well. Actually, vein. Luke Ayling. Um, uh, what age is Luke Ayling? Uh, twenty nine. Kenny's twenty nine years old. I believe he's thirty. I d- I- I believe he's 30 he? years old. And that's why I, I looked it up because I was like, what age is anything? That was a terrible cartwheel. I think I'd be able to do that. Uh, although, to be honest, I'm not sure if I would, especially after Ailing had been playing for what? I mean, 98 minutes, you know? <laughs> it, I mean, he's 31 on the 25th of August again. Yeah. 30 years old. And, you know, maybe we need to, maybe we need to respect a little bit more what, you know, the fact that Robbie Keane was still able to do reasonably good ones. Into his into his mid to late thirties, uh, Stephen Gerrard after the game, it was Aston Villa nil, Arsenal one, a mm-hmm. disappointing result for Aston Villa, um, who I saw incidentally uh, in I think it was the Sunday Times had the story, Villa readying sixty million pound bid for Calvin Phillips plus giant wage over, and I was like, what Villa ready readying what what Villa want to play. 60 million for Calvin Phillips? I mean, how many games has Calvin Phillips even played this year? I thought that was one of the most absolutely insane uh, stories that I've seen for, for some just time. Just because of his injuries? Well, just 60 million, Owen. Did you, did you hear He this? was England, yeah. the England international team's player of the year for 2021 when they reached the Euro 2020 final. He's also yeah. voted his, for the, by the public. The lead stats are absolutely hilarious with him in the team versus when he's not in the team. The uh-huh. win percentage and all that kind of stuff is uh-huh. uh, pr- probably, I would say, I don't have all the facts to hand, but I'd say he's up there among the top Premier League players in that, in that metric. Yeah, in terms of do they win? Well, helping his team to win matches, basically. Yeah, which is a good, which is a good metric. That's, that's a, a good metric. That's a good metric. But you know, there's not. It's not the only metric. I don't. You know, mm-hmm. I'm looking at. You know, you can look at you can look at a lot of metrics. Uh, for you can look at a lot of metrics for Calvin Phillips, and he wouldn't necessarily be right up the top in the mm-hmm. sixty million zone for a lot of those metrics. It just seemed like that's no. I mean, you need to. You need to start casting the net a little bit wider. Maybe you shouldn't buy the guy from the England team. Calvin Phillips has only been the guy in the England team for the last five minutes, by the way. You know what I mean? 
this is this is the whole point. Like Calvin Phillips's career literally is an argument against buying Calvin Phillips for sixty million. You know, Calvin Phillips when when Marcelo Bielsa left Leeds said, "You saw in me what I couldn't, e- what I didn't even see in myself." You know, thank you for for sort of liberating the. Or for unleashing the giant within me, but he didn't, he didn't use that phrase, but that was the meaning of what he was saying. You know, he was like, and so the point is that like these diamonds are out there, uh, diamonds in the rough. You know what I mean? If you're somebody like uh, Bielsa, I mean, maybe this. You know, I don't mean to say if you're somebody like Bielsa, but what Bielsa did was find Calvin Phillips and turn him into a you know an England international, and he did this by coaching him. And I would suggest that might be the way to go. That might actually be the way to go, rather than go to directly to Tiffany's and find the cut diamond, you know, in the in the window and say, "Oh, show me your most expensive diamond." De- no, he's too expensive. Not rice is too expensive. I'll take your second most expensive diamond, please. And it's Calvin Phillips. Come on, crazy stuff. Just like go and go and find another, find the next Calvin Phillips, not the last one. You know what I mean? Especially when the last one has, has missed most of the games for Leeds this season because he'd been injured. Okay. Hopefully he'll be, hopefully he'll be fine. This will just be one of those little uh, down seasons that sometimes players have, particularly, particularly when the low of the previous season was so high, but you know, um, I mean, Calvin Phillips. Okay. The last, the last game he played was, was December. The 5th of December. Okay, you know, I'm, I'm not sure 60 million. Anyway, I've spent too long talking about 60 million. What was the point of this? Oh, yeah, Steve Gerrard. Gerrard, uh, the Aston Villa manager. Uh, Mikel Arteta comes along with his uh, exciting young Arsenal team and shoots down Aston Villa with a goal from maybe the most exciting young Arsenal talent of them all, Bukayo Saka, who uh, knocks one in from outside the box past the former Arsenal goalkeeper. Uh, Emmy Martinez, and uh, but then what does you know? That's not all Saka does. He also has a little bit of a cry and a moan at the referee because some of the Villa players are kicking him a little bit too much. And uh, Saka said after the game, "Well, you know, I just told the referee that you know my game is running at speed. And, you know, if people are kicking me, you know, it's I, I need a bit more protection in those type of situations." Prompting Steven Gerrard to issue the following ratty retort: uh, "It's part of the game." The last time I checked, oh, sarcasm incoming. The mm. last time I checked, it's not a no-contact sport. I think tackles are allowed. Physicality's allowed. He's a good player. He's an outstanding talent, and I love him. But he can't complain about that side. That's football. I'm sitting here now with screws in my hips. I've had about 16 operations. I'm struggling <laughs> to go to the gym at the moment. That's all on the back of earning a living in English football. He'll learn. He'll learn quick. So that's the that's the that is the most one of the most laughable comments I've heard. Like I'm I'm a virtual cripple, you know. I'm struggling to, uh, you know, it's it it hurts me just to sit in this chair answering this question. <laughs> the way that I, there's there's literally no position into which I can move my body that is comfortable, and that is football, and that's what Bukayo has to accept. It's You're such like, a Stephen Jarrett answer, isn't it? It's all it's all about suffering for now. The glory. It's your turn. Now it's your turn to suffer. Like, will we, uh, you know, with this mentality, would we ever have, you know, rules about like uh, safety down the mine? Of course not. You know, it's simply that's that's coal mining. Game is gone. You know what I mean? Every so often there's a gas explosion and 160 people die in the village. 
You know, that's 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 just the way it is. You know, child labor laws, of course, you know, of course we're not going to change that. You know, like, well, why would we change? Why would we change that? How, however else are they going to learn the dignity of work other than by trying to untangle um, stuff from that heavy machinery with their delicate fingers? It is funny that you've, like, the likes of Lampard and Jared, they've all done their coaching courses. They all speak about the game, you know, in a, they've thought long and hard about how the game should be coached and you you would assume there's a more enlightened tactical approach than managers would have had when in the early days that they were playing but then they come out with that stuff and you kind of think really do they think it, it actually just all comes down to that game is absolutely gone whatever about the the systems and the tactics and all that sort of stuff well it's i mean Gerard has talked a bit about before like when, whenever i've heard him talking about his kind of outlook on the game as a manager he has always made some reference to the sort of aggressive physicality like it's yeah. always been a thing that he has kind of even when talking about tactics even when talking about yeah his tactical approach it's, it's yeah. all it's all predicated upon you need to aggressive. it's a physical it's a physical battle you know you need to you need you can't lose that that's which the, is true as well i don't thing. know i mean of course, of course that is part of it it just seems like that that when it comes down to it that's the biggest part by a mile for these for these football men but just that notion you know i'm here with screws on my hip he loves talking about those screws in his hips the last time he talked he mentioned them it was because of coutinho turning them inside out in training and you know i've got screws oh, yeah. in my hips because of coutinho yeah. but now it's like oh, i've got screws in my hips because um i suppose and i love them because, because yeah <laughs> i've got screws them. in my hips because people kick me and i think that they were absolutely right to the, do that the screws in my the screws in our hips are the oscars of our trade uh, says, says Stevie G. So that's uh, that was Stevie G. But what else? I, the, it's not just uh, it's not just Stevie G and Frank Lampard. There's another golden generationer, uh, the golden gener, the greatest generation. They should be called uh, the, the the greatest generation, uh, the the loudest of them all. Gary Neville, football football boomer Gary Neville, <laughs> spineless and soft. Well, uh, the the football baby boom was actually 1973 to 1981. That was the, I think that was that's what we're talking. That that's the football boomers. Mm. So, uh, and and we all know because you know I'm I'm actually in that of that generation myself. Just not, how, not me, of course, but 1981. Fred, not Ken, 82. That's why they call me a millennial, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, the oldest millennial. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geriatric millennial, but nevertheless. So, um, so, so Gary Neville, oh, so good, just gets on today. Uh, <laughs> this is just so good. I remember a time. <laughs> uh, all of the best thoughts begin with, I remember, I, I remember a time when United players, managers, executives wouldn't be seen in their local Italian after a draw at home, let alone getting knocked out of Europe. This week, we've seen a global tour of F1, concerts, cricket, and UFC events. This lot are tone deaf. And like, literally, that's the, the voice is such a like, it's such a pitch perfect Pierce Morgan. You know what I mean? Mm. This lot, this lot are tone deaf! Exclamation mark. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so this is a, this is because of Man United. Now, Man United, you may have noticed, got knocked out of the FA Cup uh, uh, early. They be at the game early, and they their game this they they didn't have a Premier League game because I don't know who they were supposed to be playing, but they didn't have a game because of it, it was an FA Cup weekend and some games get postponed. Uh, which meant that after they got knocked out of the Champions League by Atletico, they were all able to jet off 
on you know they 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 had they had a bit of free time i mean that's just that's that's just uh, it's every cloud has a silver lining and when you get knocked out of all your competitions you, it frees up time to go on holidays that's just the that's just the way it is and so you had these pictures of players uh, in dubai i think rashford's in dubai um jaden sancho was in dubai uh, uh ralph rangling was in barbados at cricket and which seems to be an obsession of um, people at United. Was it Joel Glazer or, or Avram Glazer? I'm not sure. One of the Glazers was like in the United Arab Emirates as well. Everyone seems to be over there these days uh, having some discussions about cricket. And, you know, they, they're going to, Man United are going to set up a cricket team or something. I don't know. Um, I don't really care about any of that. But Gary Neville was particularly annoyed by just seeing all this. And he remembers back in the good old days uh, when. When they would lose, they had the dignity to not go to the local Italian because they were they were so. I, I guess the implication was they were just so ashamed of what what had happened that you know they almost they they couldn't they couldn't bring themselves to have fun because you know. But then people sort of got onto him like, "Oh, what do you mean? You saying people aren't allowed to like live their lives? You know, you know, like Marcus Rashford not going to Dubai isn't going to get Man United back into the Champions League." You know what I mean? Like, if or if if Rangnick doesn't go to cricket in Barbados, that doesn't mean that like United will move up the table past Arsenal into the top four. Um, so, uh, but the funny thing then is Neville, as he clarifies, begins to make the craziness of what he was saying more obvious. He goes, "I expect them to adapt to circum. You know what do you expect? People are saying, I expect them to adapt to circumstances and go on holiday, but quietly." Uh, and then I find this deranged players are not allowed to live their lives outside of work someone else tweets someone he says no they are they can go on holiday relax take time off however if you've been knocked out of the Champions League FA Cup League Cup and Floundering League I wouldn't think it's too much to ask to lie low a bit so this is actually what it's all about it's not about the actual practice of humility it's just the hypocritical the hypocritical maintenance of the appearance of humility you know it's like yeah you can do all that you know yeah, but you have to act as though like you're really you're really broken up about it. You have to, you know, you can go to your nightclubs, go to your F1, uh, go to your Salt Bay. Just don't get caught doing it. You know, we didn't get caught. Oh, we were too clever for that. We were too clever. You know, <laughs> back in the days, they would they would all pile into Altrincham. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, if you went into, was it Brian Robson's pub or whatever, or Steve Bruce's pub or I don't know, Norman Bevel, Whiteside's Bevel, pub. Neville in Altrincham, stop. Maybe having drink, stop. <laughs> Inform Ferguson, stop. I mean, this is basically, like, this is what Neville was avoiding. Like you know, the pigeons, you know, pigeons yeah, yeah. Uh, take it off, uh, you know, directed to Fergie's Sorry, place. Beckham is out there with a six-shooter taking down the pigeons as yeah. they leave the pub. It's and no, no one, uh, yeah, and, and air, air guns at the ready, like, oh, this is a pigeon. Oh, this isn't a pigeon. No, you know, but, the, but no one put anything on the socials back then. They were too clever. You know, check your phones at the door. Uh, they all would leave. We leave their phones in, and nothing was going up on the socials. And uh, so that's. I mean, that was pretty, pretty amazing stuff. I mean, just to think, what what's the point of expressing the thought if, like, literally, these players aren't enough, of, aren't hypocritical enough? You know, have they no standards? Whatever. What's happened to hypocrisy? Whatever has happened to the practice of hypocrisy? These these lads don't know the meaning of the word. They wouldn't be able to spell. They wouldn't be able to spell hypocrisy. Seems to be the general trust of, of the complaint. So, uh, it's a sad day. It's a very, very, very sad day, for uh, for masculinity in general. Oh. 
Thanks, Ken, for bringing us that, that sad, sad news. Lots more football in our live Gangs All Here shows in the Liberty Hall Theatre this week. We'll podcast some of the best stuff on the World Service with thanks to O'Hara's Irish Craft Beers to become a member of the World Service. Just I know, I know was, was annoyed, Gerard, so much about Saka. Did you, what? if you saw Saka's goal celebration. Remind me. He actually. His knee celebration was really bad. Yeah, but, but what did he do? He jumped into the crowd a bit, did he? No, he, 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 he went for a knee slide, which he kind of botched. And, he, you know, he kind of got his knees a little caught on the ground as he slid. So what does he do? He just turns it into a somersault. Just me, just springs off <clears> his <throat> knees into a somersault, which was better than Luke Ayling's one. 30 years old Luke Ayling. This is the difference. This is what the difference those 10 years make. And Gerard was just looking at that, thinking resentfully to himself of what would happen to all those screws if he was to try something like this. This The rubberiness, the springiness of the 20-year-old man. Uh, the, you make a mess of a knee slide, not a problem. Just bounce into a somersault in, in one <laughs> easy movement. Style it you know, and Whereas easy. if if Jared did, like Jared would literally have to lie on his back uh, for 10 weeks. And I just feel as though that maybe set something off at him. You know what I mean? And he was kind of thinking, mm. well, this... I think I think Owen was trying to this tell our listeners about the world about joining the World Service there. Yeah, listen, they're going to join. They're not going to join. He just, he just started talking over you. You got to sign up, baby. Second captain's like, people know where to go, Murph, if they want more of this kind of stuff during the week. True. Thanks, Kieran. Thanks, Ken. Thank you, Owen. Thanks, Ken. Thank thanks, thanks Owen. Thanks for listening. Chat soon. Have you got the um, the bollocks to play? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.